Welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one heart-to-heart podcast in the world. I'm your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Ito. And I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. And today, it's day. We're recording this very early. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's 5.30, you call that? Yeah. Day or is it evening? <laughs> uh, this evening, we are discussing Heart of Darkness. <laughs> by... Joseph Conrad, we've decided to stop talking about Heart to Heart. Uh, yeah. We, are, yeah. <laughs> we read <It's>... Heart of Darkness. <laughs> time time to get your Kurtz on. My poke is Colonel Kurtz. I only read uh, the <laughs> Heart of Darkness, uh, which we will try to sum up the plot of in 60 seconds or less in our Minute Max segment, starting mm. with me. Yes, we will. <laughs> um, let's see. Timer time. Heart of Darkness. Ed Harris poisons the heart's pool, uh, and Jonathan jumps in it and is blinded. Uh, they go to the hospital, and um, this doctor, who has a very interesting accent, tells them that uh, Jonathan may be blind forever, but they don't know. Um, then Ed Harris shows up and kills that doctor, and they never find her body. Uh, we find out that Ed Harris is the brother, the uh, uh, insane brother of a woman that used to work for Hart Industries who would call Jonathan Mr. Hart because she was in love with him. Um, (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. And uh, he wanted his revenge. So he then um, goes to their house, hits Max over the head with a vase. Uh, (laughs) They do a real good... um, uh, Shit, the... What's the movie? The, the Audrey Hepburn movie in the dark. Uh, uh, wait I'm, until dark. My time is out. I'm sorry. Wait until dark. <laughs> wait, wait until, until dark. dark. Oh no. Uh, here goes heart of darkness. All right. There's a man fucking with the heart's pool and he pours some kind of dangerous liquid with skull and crossbones on it. Jonathan jumps in and then bursts out like a dolphin screaming, <laughs> screeching. Uh, he goes to the hospital and it turns out he's blind for we don't know how long. The man who poured the shit into the pool is kind of lurking around the hospital the whole time. And he booby traps an eye optometrist's gla- like <laughs> eye test thing to have little thumbtacks poke out of it whenever it, someone's face touches it. And he puts a snake in Jonathan's <laughs> uh, hospital meal tray. <laughs> and then almost gets Jonathan, but they are, um, they make it home. Uh, they make it out of the hospital alive. And then the man just shows up at their house and he's just fucking with Jonathan. And turns out it's because Jonathan's or the man's sister worked at hard industries and was in love with Jonathan and then died. And this man is just crazy. They have a tussle on the floor in front of a fireplace with like wigs, like stuntman wigs, flailing akimbo <laughs> wigs akimbo uh, and they win and then they sleep together oh wait jonathan wigs and jennifer sleep together and then they I, mean, ooh, I didn't i missed that part <laughs> yeah. uh, wigs akimbo is my <laughs> <laughs> wig was akimbo it is wig salad in front of the fire it was so sure. fucking crazy it looked like he was wrestling with a mannequin the way that man <laughs> was throwing, we'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get into so that straight. We'll get... <laughs> all right Oh, man. Okay. Okay. Heart of darkness. So um, there's a man dressed all in white with a Gilligan hat singing uh, in kind of a creepy way. And so, you know, he's going to try and kill Jonathan and or Jennifer. So he's pouring poison into the pool. 
Um, then we discover that he has conked um, the pool guy on the head and he is not the pool guy. He's the person trying to murder Jonathan. Oh shit, Jonathan jumps in the pool. He goes blind. They go to the hospital and there's Dr. Morse who is like, I'm the only one who can help Jonathan. I'm amazing. And then um, <laughs> creepy blonde pool guy chokes her to death after gaslighting Jonathan who weirdly fumbles around the hospital and figures out how to use a payphone even though he can't see. Um, <laughs> then they meet Jonathan's um, visually impaired professor and he teaches Jonathan how to deal with the potential of losing his sight. Then um, Arnold, whose sister was in love with Jonathan and he's taking revenge for her. He tries so many different ways to kill Jonathan that it's almost incredible and then they fight in front of the fireplace and then Jonathan can see again. Shit. <laughs> nice. Very well done. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I totally Stop. forgot about the blind mentor. Uh, I was going to focus on the snake, but you you mentioned it, Joe. So I, yeah. felt like I, could, I had to I had to give uh, Professor Jim Bly the prize. Jim Bly. <laughs> well, and today we also have a uh, minute max from our favorites, mm. Jenny and Bill. A- a- again, why am I not allowed to tap out when they? Have- <laughs> I think it's in everybody's best interest. I I disagree. No, I, I disagree. fully disagree. I think we all cover different aspects of the episode in our own. It's it's Shitty telling ways. it's telling what we decide to focus on <laughs> in our own unrehearsed ways. <laughs> Lately, I'm just not even focusing on watching the episodes. It would seem so. I got to shift my focus. I shift my focus back, you know, to what kind of pants somebody's wearing or something like that. Which is my usual. Sylvia Van Upton's Chotsky Emporium proudly presents Heart of Darkness. Creepy pool boy sets a trap for the hearts by pouring some unknown chemical into their swimming pool. America runs on Duncan, but the hearts don't. So Jonathan has to swim five extra laps to make up for the donuts he's eating. Ouch, my eyes. Blind Jonathan is hospitalized while creepy pool boy creates havoc and kills the actress from Poltergeist. Jonathan's blind college professor shows up, hits on Jennifer, and teaches him how to catch apples. We eventually learned that creepy pool boy had a pervy relationship with his sister and blamed Jonathan for her death, even though she died of some undisclosed terminal illness. Bad guy confrontation time finally helps Jonathan get his sight back. You know, Mr. and Mrs. H, I love the smell of fish and broccoli in the morning. It smells like victory. (laughs) Uh, Fish and broccoli. Oh, Oh, God. God, that was like raw broccoli. Well done, guys. (laughs) Nice work. Again. Uh, Again. So... When that lady, the oh, so Doctor Morse, yes, wait, I really want her first name to be Cody because it's like Morse <laughs> Cody. <laughs> she whispers something to Jennifer, and it instantly reminded me of the uh, the professor from Poltergeist who comes in and helps them get rid of the or like from the college. Yes, but it's not that character. No, no, that's Beatrice Strait. That's a, a yeah. Academy Award winning actress, Beatrice Strait. This house is clean. No, <laughs> that's Tangina Barrett. That's Tangina a, Barrett. a Zelda Rubenstein. Oh, okay. no. <laughs> you were just doing a, polter- a general poltergeist thing. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> oh. I like just feeling out poltergeist, you know, like okay. what's happening. Like I just like all the uh-huh. poltergeist. Yeah. E-buzz. I can- <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Tweety. Couldn't you wait it for a school day? <laughs> get, get, pick, pick a fucking scene and I will, I will recite the whole goddamn yep. thing. All in. all in on the poltergeist. <laughs> If you want to extend it into the second one, God is in his holy temple. Oh my god. Let's just let's just act out poltergeist mm, from memory. Yeah. Right yeah. Patreon. That's a, that would be a Patreon episode. <laughs> yeah. We'll do the whole screenplay. 
<laughs> but I get I get to be Carol Ann. <laughs> um, yeah, that actress is, I believe, the neighbor of she's she shows up at the pool when. Um, <laughs> when Joe Beth Williams is in the pool with all the skeletons, <laughs> freaking yeah, out. yeah, <laughs> she's she's the one that says, "Listen, oh, your children." <laughs> yeah, but what it, they all, her and Beatrice Strait both have that 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 accent, seventies elocution, yeah, sort of thing. The, mm-hmm. the weird like. I'm from what like Connecticut. I I don't know where, where who where, who yeah, talks it's like that. Very like upper crust. East Coasty kind of a thing, and then everybody's dressed exactly like Jill Clayburgh in the yes. more p- professional scenes than an unmarried woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. I just can't a, believe a lot of shirt, just a lot of shirt dresses happening. That that I I was trying to figure out if um, Beatrice Beatrice Knight Beatrice Straight Straight was related to uh, this actor because there I was reminded of this other actor. It was so it was really fucking weird. From Poltergeist, <laughs> but is that just a Poltergeist thing that this elocution seventies lady? <laughs> no, I think it's just I think it's just uh, actresses of a certain age. Virginia Kaiser is her name. Mm-hmm. Is Doctor Morse in this episode? Because it's also like that's also uh, I always associate it with Mia Farrow, mm-hmm. who I thought was mm-hmm. English my entire life. <laughs> really? Yeah, because I'm sorry, huh. Rosemary's Baby. She's she has a legit English accent like a posh English accent. And then I found out, Oh no, that's what happens when New Yorkers go to <laughs> like a elocution school and <laughs> learn to speak mm-hmm. proper. I'm weird. Just, it's weird. Uh, nobody loves an albatross. How she says is running through my head over and over again. <laughs> nobody loves an albatross. And nobody loves an albatross. Yeah. And a lot of television and commercials. Commercials. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what other movies can Guy. we recite? Let's <laughs> Guy. Guy. <laughs> Tannis, anyone? <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, well, Hutch. <laughs> oh, Hutch is awful. Hutch. He's Hutch. not Hutch. a professional crepan. Oh, did he really? <laughs> no. Did he really? No, she didn't. Really? <laughs> all of them. All of them in it together. Oh, all of them witches. <laughs> all of them. All of them. Comes with the fall. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, stop. <laughs> heart to heart. We are very good. Elf shot language. Elf shot language. <laughs> <laughs> what are we even doing i don't even know is it anymore. the daylight is it the daylight it is i to be honest the daylight is confusing me like it's it's why i made a drink because i was like i need some sort of semblance Reminder. of normality for the podcast mm-hmm. uh, oh and like I, what oh well, we also Did had you just a new, shit yourself oh no, yeah i shit my pants <laughs> i just shit my pants we have a new we had a new no. intro and oh, intro yeah. song new theme song New theme what? song yeah. and new uh, new intro clips. There but yeah, the, the, there's a whole new piano section and horn mm-hmm. section in the theme song. In they the switched intro. up very groovy guitar. It was like super noticeable. And uh, like a lot more audio from those clips for some reason coming through. Like the chase on the beach. They re- yeah, they kind of re- four-wheeler. redid the sound design on the on mm-hmm. the intro a bit. It's, a, it's okay. Yeah. We'll, no. get, we'll get used to it. Sure. That was neat. Uh, I was as soon the first person you see is Ed Harris, and I lost my mind. Like mm. <laughs> Ed fucking Harris. Yeah. How awesome! I forget that he he was at one time a young actor. Yeah, and not a fucking <laughs> movie star. You know, <laughs> Irma dad, Irma movie dad. Mm. How I oh, I forgot to look up how old he was in this because he's obviously you know uh, uh, someone who went bald 
relatively early. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, oh those my God. cheekbones even then. Yeah. He, oh, so 1950, he was 31 or 32. Ah. Hmm. 31, maybe. But wait, so are Amy Madigan and Ed Harris married? They were. Are they still? Let me check. I don't know, but they've but the they both info. been on Heart to Heart. Who is they are Heart still Heart. married? Who's Amy Madigan on Heart to Heart? She's uh, Adele, the DJ. Yes. <laughs> oh. Break those chains. <laughs> yeah. Mm, By, cool. What was the band? I can't remember the band. <laughs> He's going to be jockeying those discs. Oh, uh, implied <laughs> violence. Right. No, I, I don't think it was implied violence, but I think it was it was something violence. Mm. <laughs> oh, right. We always confuse it with the performance art Yes, group. with the St. Genet. <laughs> because we're pretentious. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, oh, pardon me. Pardon. <gasps> oh, no. Did she really? No, not really. Did she really? No, not really. Another reference, the music throughout this episode was the theme from Alien. Yep. Over they, and over. They repeatedly use that Jerry Goldsmith flute motif from Alien. Yeah. How does it mm-hmm. sound? Can you do it? I can't. I mean, it's a chord, so. Yeah. Except, <laughs> except, <laughs> except pre Alien, right? No. no. Alien was 79. Was Alien 1979? Yeah. Okay. So they stole it. They ripped it straight out of Alien. Oh, I love Ellen was like. I'm going to get Jerry Goldsmith. <laughs> he <laughs> stole this from Mark Snow. <laughs> yeah. They use it so much, too, in this episode. They smeared oh, it. I think, I don't know why. I guess, like, from 1977 to 1982 or something, there's so many great films and whatnot that sometimes the, the dates just get all tumbled up in my head. Yeah, it is, and it's, it's a lot of movies that exist out of time, too, like Star Wars. Yeah. And- yeah. Yeah, like I mean, classically good or important movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's my that's my excuse. I'm gonna go with that. The 70s. I really liked the use of the music. I thought it was perfect. I thought I'm ready. I'm ready to jump in. The music was good. All the things. One of the things I liked about this episode was the use of visual darkness. Um, Yes, there were a lot of scenes that were like perfectly underlit, and Mm. I felt like this looks so good. They should do this. All the time, mm-hmm. um, particularly the uh, the eye exam scene, oh, which yeah. was great, oh, amazing, perfect oh. suspense scene, uh, mm-hmm. and that that shot of Jonathan, that slow push in on Jonathan, who's just, just blankly staring, just ahead. his face with the darkness around, like in a crown of darkness, right? Yeah, and his face is just his expression is so blank, like it's just so cinematic, mm-hmm. right? There were Full a lot. On. The way, yeah, the way that they use dark and light in this was really cinematic, and it also reminds me of um, other episodes set in hospitals, where the hospital setting really brings out suspense and horror yeah. in um, heart-to-heart episodes, and I really like that because it's like, yes, for that particular kind of hospital setting is terrifying, mm-hmm. you know, and I, you just are always waiting for people to reveal that they're also, you know, some kind of monster or whatever, but yeah. the creepy orderly at Harris, I don't know that, that my, my favorite moments using light was um, when Ed Harris, when Arnold goes into Jonathan's hospital room and he leans over the lamp oh God. on the bedside table. And then he does, you know, my favorite uh, spooky thing. Which is he turns the light on so it casts up his like it shoots up his face like when you put the flash on your chin when yes. somebody has your golden arm. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like, ooh, campfire ghost move. 
in mm. the world's scariest hospital, yes. also known as the hospital where they have that sign all the time that says all forms must be completed in triplicate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know this. I, I was thinking about how this, this episode and operation murder are, are good counter um, yeah. counter pieces. Uh, Absolutely. This time, Jonathan being the one in, in danger, though that's not necessarily known mm-hmm. until well, at least not known to them, uh, at least until close to the end. Yeah, really. for like, a long j- time, they don't know. I also love that Jennifer doesn't believe him. Um, she's she's like, "There's yeah. you were high as fuck when you called me last right. night. You need to stop with this bullshit." And then she's like, "Oh shit, honey, I think I believe you." <laughs> no, yeah, she specifically says, "I believe you now." Yes, <laughs> and it's like, it's like, "Oh, how how the worm has turned." Mm-hmm. She was on the other foot. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's true. That's I guess that's what I what I'm alluding to is that the tone for Heart of Darkness and for Operation Murder is really similar mm-hmm. uh, and really reminiscent of specifically like late '60s, early '70s suspense thrillers with this kind of sterile creepy setting yeah super love mm-hmm. the moment that uh arnold kills dr <laughs> morse really oh, gave man. me the creeps like i uh oh. the, i loved ed harris's performance throughout this it was so perfectly mm-hmm. unhinged in the in like just on the border of being completely kooky and funny but that's mm-hmm. why it was so scary yeah <laughs> um yeah Plus, he's very like he's he's attractive. It's Ed Harris, so it's like seeing him contort his face constantly and and do the weird sing song shit, which I'm sure we will get into. Oh man! But yes. the scene where where Doctor Morse confronts him and says, "Give me the cassette," and he mm-hmm. basically runs at her at a short distance. That I don't know why that's so fucking scary to me, but it's so scary to me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and he pounces on her. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it, it was a pounce. Yeah, it was a very, very weird predatory move, and I yeah that freaked me out. I thought it was so good, so and well like, done. Yeah, perfectly unhinged mm-hmm. too. Ugh. Well, it's it's just that thing where Doctor Morris, in like all the times we see her beforehand, she's just very confident and strong and you know assertive. She's in control, and she thinks she's in control. Although I also get distracted because I'm like, why does she just want the cassette? Ask for the recorder. <laughs> I'm thinking that's what she meant. Like she was. I, mean, I know that's what she meant. This is probably a script problem. <laughs> yeah. She's like, give me the cassette. And I'm like, that's, that's actually. A, give me the cassette. That's actually. A. <laughs> like a <laughs> but it didn't. Device. It actually. Me thinking that did not make it less like, oh, God, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, the shit's about to go down. Dr. Morris, you are no longer in control. This is going to get, uh-oh, you're not going to get the cassette recorder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that cassette recorder is not going to be surrendered. Correct. And then they did, In the way you think it is. They did not show how he disposed of her body. I'm, I'm assuming he was just like, he's posing as- in a damn closet. Yeah, as an orderly. So he probably just wheeled it out on a gurney and put it in the incinerator. <laughs> That's. Yeah, that's a great. <laughs> that works for me. I mean, <laughs> they, they yeah, showed us that, right? That's what you do when you kill someone in the hospital. You put it in the laundry thing and push it out, or you <laughs> yeah. throw yeah. it to the incinerator, or you, mm. you know, or like, is there a bin where they just throw dead? There's those biological drawers, waste. The There's, scary drawers. Probably. The scary drawers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know she might just be in in the morgue <laughs> or those whatever. Cooling yeah. drawers. Just stuff her in the bedside drawer that has Jonathan's wallet and a bunch of spare change in it. Yeah. I was a little bummed though because they found they found 
what was their what's their pool guy's name? <laughs> Jed. What was his name? They said his name, and <laughs> I, I was like, know. oh, that's cute. Uh, but they found him, and he had a concussion. Concussion. Yeah. Oh, because dude bonked him on the head and tied him up and put left oh. him in the back of his truck. Yeah, which I, I was like, that's great. So like, you pour I love sight in the pool. Yes, <laughs> I didn't. I missed that. This part. episode was tying up loose ends. It was like really good at like connecting all these dots, mm-hmm. and then just the Doctor Morse thing. <laughs> in fact, Arnold sings a little song that I think might be called. I've taken care of my business. Yes. <laughs> Is that what it's called? No, the, it's <laughs> taking care of my business. Oh, I wrote that down too. <laughs> that's right. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Because he sang another song that so Joe good. loves, Joe's favorite oh my song. God. Uh, Alice, Alice? Alice Blue Gown. That's and a real dress. Did you know that's a real song? <laughs> yeah. Alice Blue Gown by. Uh, Edith Day. I have to say though, we listened to that song. You can't understand. It's a, a bad song. Fucking lyric. That is not you can't a good song. It. And I like the idea that anyone would know it by heart is really shocking. I guess if you have a sister named Alice that you're weirdly obsessed with, yeah, then sure. But that song is bad. I'm just gonna have to say that. <laughs> well, as a I professional, hope that Ed Harris workshopped that into the character. <laughs> that so it does seem like heart to heart consistently has like that's our that's our tell right is that you're a little something's not quite right with you slash you are murderous slash obsessive um, or vengeful if you sing to yourself <clears throat> in a particular kind of super creepy <laughs> sing songy way mm-hmm. throughout. But I have to say. Arnold and Harris like really was persistent and dedicated in two ways. He was so determined to take Jonathan out in so many different super <laughs> unusual yeah. creative ways. Like it wasn't just like, I have a gun and I'm going to try and shoot you over and over again, or I'm just going to poison you, or I'm just going to make you blind, even though that's not going to kill you and doesn't really make a lot of sense. But it's like, I'm also going to give Andy the, octagonal eyeglass wearing hospital mm-hmm. nutritionist guy i'm gonna put a rattlesnake mm-hmm. yeah under underneath the whatever you call the thing you put over the food <laughs> just like oh my god i mean like arnold i, ju- I was just like well i mean I, d- I don't i know i shouldn't compliment him on that <laughs> but i have to mm-hmm. and he also really stuck with the singing because i feel like <laughs> you know peggy of course is our iconic OG sing songy yes. obsessive slash murderous person, and she kind of just goes for the singing one time. Yeah, right. She just kind of really commits in the beginning, and then it just kind of I'm like, "Well, is she going to sing again?" Because that's because <laughs> that was great. But, um, doesn't yeah? It's like I like it. It's scary and kind of you know whatever. But Arnold, he commits. Yeah, he sings multiple times Mm -hmm. and he really is kind of owning it even though you know alice the blue gown is not an original ditty i firmly believe that i've taken care of my loose ends and whatever he sings at the pool which is something like i'm gonna kill you or i'm pouring something at the pool to make you go blind or something like that those those might be originals (laughs) those are originals (laughs) they might be definitely originals definitely originals alice yeah alice in the blue gown was recorded in 1920, I just found out. So that might be why it's not. It might be a bop. That oh, yeah, because there, 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 yeah. no, there were no good songs until 1972. They were ironing out the kinks for, a, for about, they've <laughs> recorded for about on. 2,000 years. They were ironing out the kinks of music. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then T-Rex showed up and figured it all out. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about, I mean, Joe, you and I have had, I imagine, a lot of eye tests. Yes. As, uh, we are both. <laughs> Visually impaired. Are, yeah. Yeah. We're crippled, differently capable, <laughs> partially sighted. You are a handicapped, We're, yeah, otherly capable. We, we require what do they call it on on your driver's license? Where they're like, you need oh, like, corrective lenses. That, yeah, yeah. So you and I both have that on our driver's licenses, mm. and um, I was terrified Me too. by Arnold's modification yes. of the eye test thing. So it's absolutely for people that haven't seen the episode. It's that thing that mm. they swing around in front of your face. It looks like Mickey Mouse ears or like the top of an old timey movie camera with film. Mm. And you look through it and then they do some really weird and annoying shit to you. There's two different kinds, right? There's the one where it, like this one where they give you the drops and they, they turn the lights on and they can see inside your eye. And they're mm. like, Oh, the cones, the rods, the, this, the, that the bitches, humor, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's not the same thing as when they shoot the air puffs into your uh, eye, which is the worst ever. Fucking hate and that. then it's also kind of similar to when they're like, we're going to see how much you can't see by giving you a test. That's going to give you flop sweat until you think you're going to drown, which is when they, um, flick the thing and they they're like cover this we're gonna close this one eye yeah and then they flip the thing right where they're like is it better here mm. while you're staring at like the world's most <laughs> obtuse chart of stacked up tiny letters right a and or b like, is a? it better here yeah or here yeah here or here yeah. or how about now and the thing that infuriates <laughs> me is the how about now uh-huh. because i'm incapable of getting to the place where it's like is how about now just A or is how about now just B and oh, they're just messing with me? They do like sometimes. I listen for the clicks. Yeah. Yeah. I listen for the clicks and I'm like, hmm. And it's like, ah, oh, I can't tell. I can never tell. They for okay. sure just go back to the first one sometimes. Yeah. And then sometimes there's a third one, I yeah. bet. Yeah. And or how about now? The whole time they're doing it, you or can feel about now? you can feel their breath on your cheek. Like they're right there. I feel like too. They're right in your face while they're doing that. Click, click. <laughs> right. Is, and in my mind, I think they're just like, this one's so dumb <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally yeah gotcha <laughs> she can't see yeah, <laughs> yeah i couldn't like, look you're at that wrong. like they're like they're like you got an f on the a b or how about now test <laughs> yeah when they when he was putting those little thumbtacks in that thing i couldn't look at the screen i was so oh, joe had oh a very visceral reaction <laughs> yeah. oh my I god did, i did because not i was he, i was also creeped out thoroughly uh, but, but i didn't have they're, that they're, <laughs> Those are big. Like that's like when you say thumbtack, I mean mm. that those um needles. Needles or whatever were probably about an inch and a half long. Yeah. And the thing that was horrible is that they were activated by the pressure uh, of the surround to your that, eye yeah. made it pop out directly into your eyes. God. That is a nightmare. Mm. That's a nightmare. <laughs> that was brutal. That was a oh really, really good booby trap. Yeah. And then the oh my god! Feel like that he was he thought about that one for a while. I don't know why he was just trying to blind Jonathan. He was going after his eyes. They did right. so much. They didn't right. like. I w- I was wondering if his sister was blind. Like they didn't do anything yeah. to make theory. that make sense. You have a theory. Good. Do you think it's because he was blind to Alice's love? To his sure. beauty. That works. That's that's as good as a heart to heart episode. He, he couldn't <laughs> see her. That's what Arnold thought. Even though Jonathan says at the end, like he, she never said anything to me, so he never knew. Mm-hmm. But in Arnold's mind, Alice was so deserving of love and so yeah. amazing, right? That right. he couldn't see 
how wonderful she was. And yeah, for that, that was my that was my guess. That works. And for that, he was kind of a snake. So there's the explanation <laughs> of the snake. Oh, on the that is kind tray. of a, like he. It's like eyes, 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 and then snake. snake. Yeah, snake. <laughs> snake in your Which face. Is, this is the. Is this the third snake uh, used weaponized snake in Heart to Heart? Yeah, Lee. Yeah, I think mm, so. Because there's I think it is pilot the episode, yeah. and then. Uh, wait, I guess right, snake, the in the, snake in the grass. Snake in the grass, not not a real snake, and also not snake venom. But oh yeah, but snake the word the snake and a representation of a snake. I, I think that's fair. I that's feel like fair. there's another snake, listeners. If there's another snake, <laughs> another live weaponized snake in a heart to heart episode that that we have already covered, yeah. let me know because I I feel like this is the third one, but I may be thinking of snake in the grass. I, I think, I think, yeah, those are the three that I remember, but I've kind of just lost my shit on that. Um, I think at that, we're eventually going to have to figure out who is exploited more for killing. Is it like tigers or, or snakes? You know, I mean, it's men of hench obviously, but yeah, yeah. In the animal kingdom, I think we should try and, and really resolve that when all is said and done. See who actually, I love it when they use animals for murder for assassins in these episodes. That's I think it's so Said fun. The vegan. Yeah. Like it's and that that was a real snake, I think, on the tray yeah. when Jennifer yeah. covered it. It was up. a real snake. That yeah. Was, that that was really scary. freaked me out. Like when she was putting the the lid back on it. Yeah. I mm-hmm. the coiled up snake, I was like, okay, well that that's not real. But when she got the lid towards it, it, it shifted. It's and soft. I went, oh my it god. It is, yeah. yeah. It's it's soft. Oft when she brushes against it with the cover too. Yeah. Um, two things about that. First, are either of you afraid of snakes? Are you Indiana Jones? Mm, I am afraid of snakes. Not like okay, especially. But are I you don't afraid want of sneaking the grass? Yes. Only if I hear. Best murder ever. Right. Best. Here I'm Arnold. Best murder ever. <laughs> oh my god! Why didn't you love my sister? Because I did. <laughs> Ew. Okay. Um. Okay. Part two. The snake. Uh, snake for lunch really points out that this episode is legitimately frightening. Mm-hmm. It is scary. The murder attempts and maiming attempts are so dark. Mm-hmm. Of course, that means I love it, but but there's it's genuinely a scary episode. Yeah, um, yeah, it's so every. It's, it's again that that tonal shift back to that similar to, to Operation Murder. Um, yeah, just ooh, yeah, ooh. even the 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 use of blinding someone even yeah. temporarily is fucking horrifying. Like you're you're yeah. suddenly unable to defend yourself in a certain respect. (laughs) Like you have no idea what's coming. He wanted, so he, when Ed Harris, Jonathan goes to call Jennifer Mm -hmm. uh, and then comes back to his room and the chair was shifted and he realizes someone was in the room and Ed Harris. Yeah. Oh, that's scary. It's scary. But why didn't Ed Harris just kill him then? Did they explained it, but I can't remember what it was. I think he was enjoying fucking with him. Like I think, yeah, that was his motivation was he not only wanted, he wanted to punish him. So you can't punish him just by killing him. Uh, He wanted to torture him. Yeah. He wanted him to fall over that chair. That's why he moved it. I think so. They said that later in the episode. He's just messing with him. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the pleasure, right? The point of, it's just like toying with, with your prey, right? Pretty awesome. Before you finally go for the kill. For the record, that scene 
if I'm blinded in a chemical, whatever, and I'm in the hospital mm-hmm. and I'm blind and I wake up and you're not in the hospital also, I will be upset. Oh, like, I'm not leaving. I'm, yeah. Yeah. No, when Dr. That Moore said upsetting. that, I was like, no, honey, like this. <laughs> Just for the record, <laughs> for the future, <laughs> I would stay with you as well. <laughs> like that's so the idea is like, I think he would be more upset that you were waiting outside. For I him. thought it's Morse like, was uh, in on it. No, that, when she said <laughs> I did that. too. there was a moment where I thought, Everyone at the hospital was in on it. Yeah, everyone's performance. <laughs> because we've been we've been conditioned to believe that everyone at the hospital yeah, is true. in on killing. Especially the blind mentor that I thought he was definitely in on it. Oh, oh. the blind mentor I felt like was such a red herring. Weird. That was a weird thing. It was and bizarre. It was weird to me because that actor is not blind. And very clearly, he's right. looking looking at things in the shots. You can see his eyes scanning the room. <laughs> I just like you usually but, but you usually do that they would do that with they a blind have, actor. Yeah. yeah. And for the series, I feel like that that seems like what they would do. That would be more consistent for them yeah. to yeah. have someone. I wonder if it was a weird time thing, like if they they had someone lined up and it fell through, or because that really well, it's like you mean yeah. you have that real magician that vomits up cards, but you're not <laughs> yeah going to have a, a visually impaired actor. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a funny choice. You yeah. could, it just and if you don't have one, put sunglasses on him because you can see his eyes moving and looking at things. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Silly. But the, the the whole like throwing apples shit was really funny to me. That was <laughs> when so when that guy first appears in the episode, Jonathan and Jennifer are sitting outside at a patio table, and he says to Jennifer, "Nice dress," and then mm-hmm. she realizes he's blind, and he she says, "How did you know I was wearing a dress?" And he says, "Slacks don't." Russell when you shift position and that's just such a fake compliment <laughs> but that, well it wasn't supposed to be a compliment but it was no the dress nice beautiful dress yeah that's <laughs> you so you're like why are you it's it was just bizarre I don't understand well, I was my whole thought was like well neither does silk which is what yeah. she was wearing <laughs> and it's also <laughs> yeah but J- Jim uh professor Jim <laughs> Jim Bly he I mean, that's part of the character. Like he sets the tone for the character because when he comes back and Jonathan's wearing one of his two monogrammed uh, white and burnt orange robes in the hospital, he is basically telling Jonathan all the different ways he can game it mm-hmm. if he actually loses his sight. And mm-hmm. so I think that's just kind of the professor's thing is he's just just uh, kind of screwing around with people um, because he knows like people's assumptions about yeah. visually impaired. Right. Yeah, he's that's kind of how I perceive that. He's like a mammoth. Initially, character. I was like, "That's kind of dicky." Yeah. yeah, but then I was like, "Oh, I get it. I yeah. get it." Like again, it's like I'm kind of taking care of my loose ends, um, <laughs> right? It kind of like it's a fully real. Mm-hmm. Like it's a it's a to me it's a logical yeah. arc and makes a little bit more out of that character than mm-hmm. you think. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I get just, it. I just, I yeah. I don't. If I was I, Jennifer, I don't I'd be like, "That's a little disingenuous." <laughs> you don't know don't what my dress looks like for, the, for this episode. <laughs> I I want to talk about uh, Robert Wagner's performance. What did you guys think of his performance when he burst out of the pool? <laughs> Aside from that, which was so <laughs> was great, so perfect because we're watching this episode. He jumps in the pool, and we immediately like Joe immediately went ah my like eyes. my <laughs> eyes, and then right after that he. <laughs> He, he rockets out of the pool yeah. going, ah, ah, <laughs> that's really great. But what I, I, I curious how you felt his performance was during his blindness, because I have, I have thoughts. <laughs> I thought it was fine. I'm I don't totally know. 
surreptitiously eating a mini egg right now, <laughs> so I can't answer. <laughs> I'm eating a maraschino cherry. Um, mm. I there was a there were moments where I was like, I don't like what you're doing. Like I I'm I felt what? like at times you're overacting. You're you're doing this weird stoic thing that's not making any sense to me for the situation. Blah blah blah, and then. <laughs> Then it just slowly started creeping under my skin of like, yeah, he's super bummed. He's really, really depressed. Like, this is the first time we've seen Jonathan be legitimately bummed. And his way of manifesting that in himself is silence and stillness. Yeah. And it was really like, it suddenly became very effective to me. Because <laughs> you never see Jonathan like that. Never. It's the most just like. He he took up so little space in this episode, mm-hmm. which I thought was great. Like it was it was a really neat neat thing. Yeah, it's know. a tone shift for sure. Yeah. Do you think that at some point when Professor Jim is like showing him how to be a, a visually impaired jerk to people, <laughs> um, that Jonathan was thinking, "I'll be able to hear the cars coming, and I'll still be able to jump on them." As <laughs> yeah, definitely, absolutely. That's the thing he was most bummed out about. <laughs> The the performance, I agree. Like it wasn't the usual, like the the eight shades of Jonathan that we're familiar with at, at this point. This was a, a different thing, and obviously, like this is a very fucked up sitch for mm. Jonathan Hart. It's humbling. It's scary. It's you know he's it's very lonely. I imagine to contemplate a dramatic change to your life like that. You know, it's just like when he expresses to Jennifer what obviously anyone would would say which is like how you know he's concerned that she won't want to take care of him or be mm. with him and after such a huge change we found out right before the episode jenny told us that this is something that jonathan actually went through in real life that's right jenny he, uh jenny sent us a, a really interesting trivia uh-huh uh, when uh he was in robert wagner's and pink panther they used this industrial grade soap for this bubble bubble bath scene that mm-hmm. him and that other actor he was i forget who it was but they were in the tub together and it burned he, he had to dunk his head under as part of the scene and it burned his eyes so bad that he was blind for four weeks mm-hmm. uh which we assume is the inspiration for this storyline it, it can't not be <laughs> yeah at, I, well, <laughs> at the very least it it i'm sure it a million percent informed that performance yeah. even though you know Robert Wagner is not Jonathan Hart, but obviously the feelings yeah. that they would be experiencing would be so maybe the most realistic role role that he's ever taken as Jonathan Hart. Yeah. Possibly. I don't know if there's a more realistic I mean, one. <laughs> there's just a lot of moments of vulnerability. I mean, like where he when he gets out of bed weirdly with his shoes already on and mm-hmm. then goes feeling around the hospital. It's always like, no hearts, stop walking around the hospital <laughs> in the night. Yeah. But he does it and Jonathan is successful, right? In finding the phone, pay phone or whatever. And he's just, it's just, uh, mm-hmm. that's rough. That's a rough scene. But then also there's just something for me about the performance where he just understandably just a- appears to be in shock. Mm-hmm. For a huge part of the episode. And so that's yeah. how I perceived sort of this. I didn't perceive it as stoicism. I saw it as just sort of like, oh my God, like that's just yeah, a lot. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And Jonathan, like people are trying to kill him all the time, but this is like a whole nother thing. And he, of course, he also doesn't know that, like at that point, they just think it's some a freak accident or something, right? 
Yeah. They're not thinking that he's that somebody's trying to kill him, which of course right. makes it worse, but also is kind of where Jonathan, Jennifer, and Max live all the time. So it <laughs> seems like the minute they that he finds out that, you know, that Jennifer tells him like, look, Locksure or whatever that uh, poison yeah. <laughs> is, the blinding chemical is from Acme, mm-hmm. blinding chemical company. Locksite. <laughs> um yeah, with the skull and crossbones on the bottle. <laughs> yeah. Warning. Um <laughs> that <laughs> that the minute um she's like uh oh something's up just like always i believe you now yeah. i guess mm-hmm. and somebody's trying to kill you this is no accident and then that just juices him then jonathan's kind of like i'm back i'm back yeah. bitch yeah like this is i know this one i know what it's like to have someone who sings to themselves <laughs> try and kill me yeah tight this first maybe it's just the darker episodes the more serious in tone ones that really make me think about the heart's actual circumstance and if i was them i would be so agoraphobic at this point i wouldn't ever go outside i'd be locked in a rubber room i'd commit myself probably because i would be so scared you can't even jump in your own pool in the morning like that's so fucked up it's like well get just at least get better fences and shit like she, and <laughs> yeah jennifer was almost shot by the pool man too the pool gets a lot of play yeah it does. a lot of shit goes down in the pool yeah that, um laura. i guess while you're talking oh not but not just laura i mean like the pool what else is has a, happened around it's that not pool. a good scene it's really not and hit jennifer hart mm-hmm. yeah you're in the pool jennifer's in the pool pool, pool man again tries laura. to just shoot her with a gun <laughs> Yeah, Laura gets murdered in the pool. <laughs> yeah. But Joe, while you're talking about like you're like, if I was in the hard situation, all I thought was I would be in that pool every single day. Yeah. All day. I wish I had a pool. <laughs> Which is not your point, I realize. I was gonna ask you guys, if you had a pool, how often do you think you would use it? Oh, frequently. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. I think I would all the time for a couple months and then I would not use it again for like six months. Oh, I know that if <laughs> no, because it's when it gets hot in LA, like mm, that's right. Yeah. That's, that's all it, when it gets hot anywhere, that's all anybody wants to do. I would yeah. love to be able to jump in a pool. Uh, maybe, today that we, in this episode, we got to see more of the locale of that pool though. Holy right. fucking shit. Like, oh yeah. That right. view that from the vista. pool area mm-hmm. is insane. That was crazy. Yeah. I thought it was a set for a second. It looked so I did too. I was like, this can't be where, cause they've always shot it looking at the house. Like you always see the pool. Well, maybe it was a different pool. Possibly? with the shrubbery i think it's a different pool okay because so that that must make that that makes sense because that how how could you have that pool and not shoot the mountains behind it yeah although gorgeous. although you know i don't know it might be about the angle because in the past when we see it we see the more landscape stuff but mm-hmm. the angle on the pool this time we're looking out into the hills right yeah. we're all looking out over into the hills and it's like well that is kind of near where we think they're, I mean, not where the hearts supposedly actually live, but kind yeah. of where their not house is situated. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. pool. I mean, I wouldn't mind having a pool. Um, yeah, that'd be fucking awesome. For, for, okay, so Max gets bonked on the head again this mm-hmm. season. He falls in a oh, pile man. of flowers. Yes. <laughs> With like that crazy FTD crystal cut base. Which he should have said, you managed yeah. to get all these flowers to the door. You can you can carry them the rest of the way yourself. Uh, <laughs> he actually brought flowers though, which is kind of crazy. He did. I assume that there was like a, a flower delivery truck with a dude tied up in the back. Well, maybe. <laughs> With a guy with bleeding eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Abs- absolutely, that's what was happening. 
It was probably the same guy. That's his other job. Oh, the pool guy, Jay or whatever. <laughs> Jed or <Yep>. Ned. Jed. <laughs> uh, that, that whole sequence was really great. Like him going into the house. Oh yeah. Locking Jennifer in her bedroom. Mm-hmm. It was so good. And yeah. then him explaining what, what he was doing to him in that perfectly unhinged manner, mm-hmm. singing those songs. <laughs> <laughs> You'll die so sweetly in the dark. And then it's capped off by one of the funniest fights in Heart to Heart history. <laughs> oh my God. Because when they start fighting in the dark. <gasps> oh my it God. It is shot so just when the main fight breaks out, when they switch to stunt people, obviously <laughs> it's a fi- fixed shot. And like three quarters, half of the shot is taken up by a table that they're behind. Yes. It's so bizarre. And it just stays on mm-hmm. them rolling around that, that stunt man got thrown <laughs> around the way that the, the Ed Harris stunt man yeah. gets tossed around like a rag doll. It's like a mannequin. Uh-huh. It did, it did look like a mannequin, but it's like his head moved and his arms. Moved. And that so it's like platinum okay. blonde wig <laughs> flopping <laughs> around like a mop. It's the, the biggest wig ever. Yeah. It's just not what it's his hair looked like at all. For me, the, all, all of the action leading up to when he's fighting with the mannequin wearing a giant wig. Um, <laughs> that is really great, really frightening. Mm-hmm. So Jonathan cuts the lights to level the playing field. And he's referencing what professor jerky Jim told them. Where it's like the sighted feel they have the advantage. Turn out the lights. Who has the advantage? It's mm-hmm. like, why are you, dude, why are you like this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so Jonathan cuts the power and then upstairs, Jen- Jennifer figures out that she's locked in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And then horrifyingly, Arnold just whips out. I mean, he's he's already waving a knife around. A gleaming right? he's just, knife. He's just like, I'm going to kill you. Yes. And that's clearly just for his own pleasure because he knows full well Jonathan can't see him doing that. Mm-hmm. He's just getting off on doing it himself and announcing that he's going to kill him. You know, it's like, you'll die so sweetly in the dark and all that. And then he also, the minute the, it goes dark, Jonathan feels like, aha, like I now... We're on a level playing field, right? But then Arnold whips out a lighter that has like the butane turned up so high that it's like (laughs) a torch. And then he lights the fire in the fireplace and basically just mocks Jonathan. And then it's on, right? They're just like, and Jonathan is wielding his cane and it's just crazy. And so everything leading up to when they suddenly decide to use the Conan (laughs) to fight with jonathan it's just in some ways i was kind of relieved because it is really funny and absurd and much more what i'm used to in a lot of heart to heart Mm. uh stunt or fight scenes and in some ways it cut the tension in a way that was kind of a relief i mean like (laughs) yeah ed Ed harris just and you know i like it dark literally figuratively but ed harris man that the Again, the the use of firelight for that scene, for that fight scene, was cinema. Like, we went cinema again. And I I wish, (laughs) I know that it was done in service of the plot, but I I wish that it was just done. Like, they should just do that. More often. Yeah. It's so, it just elevates an episode so much. And it's such a simple, well, I guess it's not very simple. Uh, It requires a a director of photography who knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Or she, or them. And I wish it was done more. I think it, I think it was really cool. I wish it was done more at the parties they go to. They're always overlit. So overlit. <laughs> <laughs> so terrible. The 
the last thing that I have to bring up is this episode was filled with really wonderful interactions between Jonathan and Jennifer um, pretty much throughout, like from the very beginning when he's just staring at her in bed, which is, you know, yeah, it's kind of creepy, but I've done that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, even like <laughs> the w- right before he jumps in the pool, there's like, they have a cute little exchange. Yeah. He and, says, here I go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just, I love, I love seeing them interact. I love seeing them love each other. It's always so nice to me. The scene I, I have, this is slightly embarrassing. I teared up. Uh, when he removed the, when he was like insistent on removing the bandages, which I thought was like, this is good. Like this is getting really good. Cause he's like losing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the, again, first time we've seen Jonathan Hart fucking lose it. Yeah. Uh, she takes the bandages off and he can see her and she's got tears in her eyes. Gen- like fucking Stephanie powers is nailing this mm-hmm. throughout the episode, nailing it. Like, so mm-hmm. good. If if he would have said something cute to her, I probably would have cried. But instead, he just says, yeah, I can see. And then the episode's <laughs> over, basically. But I was like, hmm. if he would have said, there you are, or something like that, I would just would have been like, <laughs> That was a good It moment. would have just killed me. <laughs> that was really nice. Uh, all right. It's time. For what? Pick, Pick your iPod. Oh, hi, folks. <laughs> Pick your iPoking oh, machine. Yeah. <laughs> a real skull fuck of an episode. Uh, this was the easiest one for me, Ed Harris. Uh, it's it like Ed, <laughs> as soon as I saw Ed Harris, I was like, "That's Ed Harris. I'm poking Ed Harris." Ed Harris is my poke. That's what I thought initially too, and then he does that smile looking at the mm. eye poking machine. And I know I, he, he can turn <laughs> his face a lot in this episode, and he yeah. he was so perfectly creepy. Like, but still, it's Ed Harris, and yeah. he when he when he turned fifty, he became the hottest guy ever so you, like yeah. you he, know what's coming yeah i i've seen the abyss i know what's going on <laughs> yeah that's true i think i'm gonna go with the the uh detective still again he's getting cuter and he's cuter really to me cute. yeah like his little gap tooth and yeah. everything i'm just like oh you're you're cute he's in, he was in it for like 10 seconds but you know ed harris yeah but then he says stuff like you people have been smiling at him every day and he's a killer. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> then, then the great joke where the guy walks by and he's like, and he smiles at him. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> that was, I thought that was good. I thought that was like a really what clever, a yeah. clever moment. And I also liked yeah. when he showed up at the good. hospital sneezing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there, there was just a cute exchange between him and the hearts yeah. <laughs> about like why mm-hmm. he's there. I don't know. I like that. Yeah. Much less um, corny than mm-hmm. usual. Mm-hmm. Ellen, w- were you going to, you going to pick Dr. Morse's name tag? <laughs> <laughs> Morse. <laughs> or Andy's name tag, Anderson. Cody, Cody <laughs> um, Morse. I, I did like, did you guys notice the Merrimacko wall hanging that, that um, decor in the hospital has improved since I didn't see that operation uh, murder. I, I noticed a giant Van Gogh sunflower painting. Oh, that I did notice in between Morse. And yeah. The, killer. In the exam is in his, it's in Jonathan's room, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, now I'm going to, I'm going to go with Ed Harris because mm-hmm. I feel like Ed Harris, you, you just, he's a yeah. good looking yeah. dude for he's, sure. He's a, he's a Chanel suit. Yeah. Normally I just, the blondness I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, it didn't last very much longer. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I mean, I guess I'm just closed-minded. It's like, blue eyes? Yes. Blonde hair? Mm. <laughs> well, y'all but, like him really creepy. <laughs> he was creepy. He was really creepy. He was genuinely I like him talented. Creepy. 
He yeah. looked. He really looked like <laughs> Chucky, like a Chucky doll at the end when he was talking to Jonathan and singing. Yeah, that's what he looked like. He he, kept, he did Talented? these weird things with his <laughs> with his nose and mouth that that made him look unhinged, and it was really good. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah. Uh, a question that probably would be better for our season wrap, but if you guys were going to kill the hearts, how do you think you would do it? And this can be thought about not doesn't have to be answered this episode, but I thought it would be a good question to start thinking about for a season finale. I would use a snake personally. <laughs> I would use, I would use two snakes. I would put a snake in a tiger's mouth <laughs> just when they thought they were safe. I would, put, I would put a real snake in a Jack in the box. <laughs> I would hire Conan McKayson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to be yeah, a room. I'll have to think about that. Okay, Joe. maybe I'll add that to our um, season finale question. I think that is a good season finale question. <laughs> I think part of what made this episode so cinematic were all the musical cues, which were really, really great. And uh, the alien Truth. music put me in a weird, good state of mind with this episode. The nostalgia of hearing that on one of my favorite movies mm -hmm. in this episode was really cool, even though they just completely ripped it. It was totally stolen, but... I thought I, that did add a really nice creepy vibe to the whole thing. And yeah, I'm just wondering if Sidney Sheldon had some weird hospital stay that really freaked him out or one of the writers possibly. I think hospitals are inherently scary because you, if you are, if you're forced to stay overnight in a hospital, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. So you're already mm -hmm. afraid. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you're at the, you're at the whim of the people of the hospital. Yeah. It's a good, like, it's a good way to, eliminate a person's defenses mm. is to put them in a hospital. You're vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're vulnerable. And then my last note, uh, we were talking about baseball at the beginning of the episode. I thought it would have been funny if when he said, told Jennifer to toss her the apple, she like winds up and whips it at him like she's a pitcher. <laughs> Just straight into his face. <laughs> Clearly that's not going to happen, but... <laughs> or if he said, hey, toss me the apple. And she just threw it like, <laughs> not and no, like, there it goes. Or the, right there. <laughs> the freeze frame for the commercial is the apple exploding on Jonathan's face. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> That's my last note. <laughs> okay. Uh, ratings, zero to five hearts. I start five. Wow. Shit. Really? Absolutely. This was, uh, this was a, near perfect episode to me mm. i was entertained i was thrilled uh, i was suspensed i was uh i was <laughs> i was moved nearly to tears by <laughs> some emotional shit yeah and yeah ed harris. fuck ed harris come on it's five uh okay i'm gonna do a four because I did really enjoy this episode. There were moments when my mind did wander, and I thought I really would have liked it if they looped uh, Jim Blyle. Jim Lyle? What was Bly. his name? Bly. Bly. Into the framework of the episode a little bit more. It felt a little fillery to me watching those scenes. <laughs> it would have been better were it a blind actor. I, I yes, just all I can all I can totally. think of is if that was actually a blind actor, I would have believed it more well i just would have understood the purpose of of it i and i do get the mamity like yeah. this guy's this guy's here to to be your you know zadoichi or whatever yeah but uh <laughs> i yeah maybe wrong casting it didn't, it didn't add anything to the episode for, for me yeah it took away it, also, it didn't take anything away it slowed from it me. down for me did either of you notice that his last name is 
really close to the word blind, and that seems weird. <laughs> yeah, that is that does seem weird. <laughs> Bly? <laughs> Mainly around him. That's the focus of my point off, but it is a four still, so it was a very enjoyable episode. Elon. Nice. Elon. Oh, I'm a, I'm a five, mm-hmm. of course, uh, um, because this is part of my box set of darkness, mm-hmm. which you know we've still got two two and a half more seasons to get through, and then the movies. But I'm slowly building my Ellen's dark box set, yes, <laughs> and so it's Operation Murder, What Murder, and Heart of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, to me, it's just all, all of the, just the tone really works for me. It's legitimately scary. The performances, I think, are interesting, more interesting than sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good villain, for sure. Uh, yeah. Ed Harris has the chops. You know, it's, it's, I have no, no problem with giving this a five. It's a solid five. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, I will say so far, this is my favorite episode of season three. Um, wow. Um, that's a 14, which is a big old heart attack. Heart attack. Yay. Great episode. <laughs> I would highly recommend people watch this episode. <laughs> yeah, just fast forward to the gym parts. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, and I know that it's not streaming anymore on, or maybe it, maybe you can pay to stream this one. I would actually pay the $2 to stream this one if that's a possibility. If it's not, Google the episode name and I bet you. You'll find it. Uh, Ellen, what are we doing next? I'm so glad you asked. Uh, Next week, originally airing on December 15th, 1981, we'll be talking about Heartbreak Kid. (laughs) Jonathan Jennifer's see the odds begin to change unfavorably when an atmosphere of mystery and danger surrounds the debut race of their prized thoroughbred, J.J. Hart. Oh, cool. Horse (laughs) racing episode. JJ <laughs> kid I was I hope there's not a child in it <laughs> no it's a horse horse okay good uh, much better dare I say I feel like we're on an upswing with this season I hope um, so <laughs> we've been in the pits we've been in the fucking swamps we really were in a in a in a dark place <laughs> no pun intended in a part of darkness in a part of darkness <laughs> But I'm happy that we're I'm happy that we're coming out of it. At least I am. Um, thank you guys so much for sticking with us. And if you want to let us know what you thought of this episode of the show or the podcast or you know whatever's going on in your life right now, mm-hmm. you can email us at <laughs> itwasmurderpod at gmail You can send us a message on our Instagram at itwasmurderpod or Twitter at itwasmurderpod. Have you ever been chemically blinded? Has anyone been chemically blinded? Um, <laughs> let us know. Yeah. Rate and review us wherever you're listening to the podcasts. Mm-hmm. And fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. I, d- I don't agree with that. Um, what's happening? Freeway what's was real cute. He knows how to sort mail. And even though this episode had a real bad <laughs> mail dog joke, which I was happy that they, they even kind of made a made allusions to that was a bad joke uh <laughs> that was funny and freeway was super cute and she said here's your daddy yes <laughs> here's your daddy yes daddy's home. so we, cute we refer to ourselves as, as boba's daddies, daddies. So. <laughs> daddies. anyway i hope he's sleeping well good night freeway good night freeway good night freeway, good night, freeway.